You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I've tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH-balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Today on the Laughing Couple Podcast, we will be Busta, what it is right now. Busta, what it We're going to be busting marriage myths. We're going to discuss some that we found. Discuss marriage myths. Then bust them. Well, maybe. Are we going to. No, I don't think we're going to bust them. I think we're going to rebuttal them or debate them. Discuss. Because you might actually agree with them. I might agree with them. I haven't read them. No, I have. And we will have an open discussion. Um, I, it's really funny because this kind of triggered because uh, we got a DM <laughs> and you had answered this girl's DM at first because it was from our podcast from last week. And she was like, listen, I was really triggered oh, yeah. um, when the when our, when Abby Metcalf was talking about um, our how You're like, a, What is this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Comparing. um just keeping score. And she, and it was, it was a triggering conversation for me last week too, but it was a good conversation to kind of had anyway, you responded to her. And then, so that means I missed the DM cause it didn't come up as new. And then I found it and I was like, whoa, 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 I need to weigh in. And then I had a long discussion with her and she was like, thank you. I've been waiting for your response because I love Ryan, but also I needed to talk to you. You know what? You know what? The, you know so what? here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I read the, I read the response and, you know, valid. And I read your response, you know, valid. I would say, I would say. <laughs> Why do you keep saying everything that the, that the two of you, and probably more than likely more than just the two of you, are scorekeepers. Yes, I bet And you. you resist because it is 
It wasn't about the score. It was about basically the conversation that we had was talking about how like, oh, like my husband, I was saying like my husband gets really drained out and he like he's not he's not purposely not doing things. He's just really drained. And I know what she was saying. I just think the conversation could have went on a little longer and it had come across as like, okay, so we don't get that drain out because we can actually multitask. It's just facts. Like women can multitask better than men. So we have a lot of things on the go, but because we can, it was almost like saying we, That's we're not, heard. we're not allowed to drain. I promise That's what you, you heard. Oh my God. I promise you a ton of women heard the same thing. <laughs> because you because you neglected to hear the rest of it. No. And I was you saying. You heard what you wanted to hear. You didn't agree with it. And you shut off. No. I was just saying they could have been interpreted that way. We had a great discussion after that. It was a that. lovely conversation. And we, were, and we definitely like unfolded it and wrapped it up. I was just saying. Wrap it, it up. It could have been interpreted that because we don't ask for help, because we're so good at all these things, we don't get that burnout. Mm. That's all I was saying. Anyway. That's are not we what doing? I heard at all. Because <laughs> you. Because you get you get the burnout, and I pick up your slack. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. Do you have an "I love you" and you're annoying? You can't say that. You can't say that, and then expect hold me on, not to, to keep talk, score. I'm about to like talk your praises. So, all right, pray, pray, pray. pardon me. Pardon me, sir. Do you have pray. a "I love you" and you're annoying? I'm gonna let you go first. I don't really have a love. Like I have, a, I have a hilarious like what the fuck. Yeah, go ahead. But I was more just gonna thank you because Ryan bought the LCBO. For, it was my birthday week, but we were allowed to have five people outside, social distance. So we had a little like outdoor barbecue and Ryan literally bought the LCBO. Like my friends are like, what is this? Is this a stacking dough? And he took the kids. They stayed at my parents and I got to sleep in. It was just really lovely. I really appreciated that. So that is not an annoying no, at all. No, no, that sounds this was lovely. My, this was my annoying. Yesterday we can end I asked. the podcast asked, now. I'm yeah. good. I gave, I asked Ryan if he could give the kids a bath. He was like, no problem. <laughs> and then I was cleaning up the bathroom later. No, no, I wasn't. I went and finished the bath because you were cleaning the kitchen. And I look and in the bathtub are both Norwex cloths mm. to clean surfaces and mirrors and gross stuff. And you used it to clean the children. I put soap on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It says Norwex. They're like microfiber cloths. They're so soft. I thought, oh, oh this is going to be good for their back. Anyway, that back, was back just like, a, oh, okay, this is <laughs> Is mine going to have to do with the Sandman? No, it has nothing to do with the Sandman. Okay. I, can't, I can't throw out something that I've already said to you. You mean said to our entire following because you went on stories and blasted me? Whatever. Okay. You you can't wear a spray on tan and expect it wasn't that spray it, on. I rubbed it on. You can't wear a rub on spray on. Does it not spray first? No. Spray then rub. No, it's a. How mousse. does it come out? It pumps out. Okay, so pump. <laughs> you <laughs> cannot wear a pump and dump. Pump and dump. <laughs> you can't wear a pump and dump fake tan and not expect for it to transfer. It said no Even transfer. Even the best of the best products going to transfer mm. a little bit. Well, we learned our lesson. Yeah, it ruined our beds. <laughs> I can literally see. You know when you know in movies back in the day when someone would pass away and they'd do a chalk line around the body yes, with tape? That is such an exaggeration. That's exactly what our bed looks like, but it looks it literally okay, looks like the Sandman from the annoying. Marvel. Well, that is annoying. Okay. But that's not now my annoying. Too. Okay, what is it? My annoying is going to go back to Holy shit. 
What? What is that? I don't know. I just feel like you're going back so far. We probably already had this we discussion. We have not hacked it. We have not hashed oh, this out. Oh shit! All right, here we, we go. We've not hashed this out. This is this is something that's legit. Okay. So I did. You're absolutely right. I did buy the LCBO, and for those of you who are American who don't know what the LCBO is, it's the Canadian version of the liquor store because mm-hmm. we're governmentally ran, and we don't have a liquor store everywhere. It's just ran by the liquor store, <laughs> the LCBO. <laughs> Anyways, this is not an after, ad. After <laughs> hashtag not an ad. Um, after a wonderful evening with your friends, entertaining. By the way, you said no to the jazz flute, <laughs> which I thought was very upsetting. Um, and I took the kids and I had a great time. I came back and I said to you, the only thing that matters to me and the only way that you can thank me is what? Is, uh, sexual favors. And did you? And did you drink an entire bottle of rum that day? Yes, I did. (laughs) Okay. No, no, I did not. Yes, you did. I drank with someone else. And more. You drank an entire bottle of rum. Throughout the entire day. So, and you were in the sun, yep. and we passed out when we got home. I felt great. Had I stayed you up. Chosen, I stayed up. You shit four times the next day. I wasn't. Gonna, I wasn't shitting while it like, went down on either me. way. I, I didn't say, "Oh, my stomach hurts." Listen, hurt I would have been day. fine, but we literally got home at 10 p.m. from our friend's pool, and we were dead. Like I, you were dead. I stayed up. No, you weren't. I you also up. fell asleep. I did not. I did not fall so asleep. You're, you're, my love hold you. Hold on. Let me no, get no, this no, no, straight. No, 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 no. Let me let me be clear because this is my wow. "I love you" and you're annoying. Okay. I know that your love language is acts of service, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying I'm not saying that I did what I did. You shouldn't have. It was no, my birthday. I am not saying that I did what I did because I wanted to have sex with you. <laughs> I am saying, however, that after I did what I did. I gave you your love language. You ignored mine. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all-natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. 
My personal favorite is the turmeric daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit good vibes with an S juice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with good vibes juice. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. I'm sorry. You're literally saying I didn't do this for a return, but then also saying, right. had I won, I also could have got a return. So it's, you were. It's like a double-edged sword. For you. My intention wasn't to get laid. <laughs> and it would have been nice if I did. Okay. So you can't hold that against me if it wasn't an expected return. It can't really be an I love you and you're annoying. You just should have just kept it to yourself. It's I love you and annoying because I I verbally spoke to you and told we you could talk exactly about this what in circles. I wanted. Hold on. I'm going to put a poll you, when we're done this. And you ignored it. I'm sorry. You think so. You set up my birthday and I got to enjoy my birthday yep, with my great. girlfriends. Yep. That I now owe you sex. I didn't say you owed me sex. That's what this is what I want. <laughs> oh this is what I want to convey. You are literally going to be no, I want to convey this. Slaughtered I didn't, by the female community. <laughs> listen, for the eleven men who now listen to this oh podcast, thank you God. for the two who just joined us. I feel so I, bad for I, you. I need you to understand that I am not saying okay. that I did it to have sex. Right. I'm simply saying mm. That afterwards, right? You would have been like okay been, with it. I would have been totally okay with Got it. Be it. Like, wow, I really appreciate what you did for me, and yes. I would have said, I really appreciate what you're doing for me yeah, right and I, now. And I also said, I really appreciate what you did for me, and I did say that, and I was super grateful. But you know that my my no, my I don't love want to talk language, about this anymore. This is honestly so ridiculous. My love language is not like, <laughs> so hey, tell me how. Hey, good job, sport. I really enjoyed that. You are a great wow. husband. It's my not, my love language like is not acts of words. It it's acts of blowjobs. It doesn't work like. And jobs. It's not happening. It's not. I'm not going to thank you with sexual papers. That's not how marriage oh, rusty works. Rusty trombones. It is not how marriage works. Okay, let's get into this. Let's bust. The, holy let's fuck. bust this. Okay. I have a feeling that what you're going to say, I'm going to be able to bring this conversation myth. back. Marriage should be fair. Okay. This is myth oh, number we're one. It. We're into it. Myth number one. Marriage should be fair. Now there is a very great little quote here in this um, paragraph. It says, 
we become emotional accountants only when there's something wrong with the relationship. So you keep track of this and that when something is wrong. That's what this quote is saying. What you are your go thoughts with on this, that? And you, you can, can go, go with, with that. that. And you can go with this and you can go with that. Well, this is a perfect segue from our podcast, our previous podcast mm-hmm. with Abby when it comes to counting and keeping score, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Scorekeeping. This is it. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Me neither. I think that people keep score when things are good. I think people keep score when things are bad. And I think it's amplified when things are bad. Yes. But I think as a general rule, Mm -hmm. human beings. Like to pull their weight and be appreciated. Like to pull their weight and be appreciated. And be appreciated. I think think mainly they just want things to be even or slightly not in their favor. Like in the other person's favor. No, like I I, kind of get what this myth is saying. Like if things are really bad, you notice that you're keeping score more. Like I understand that. I've been in relationships where I would do things and it's hard because we've been together for so long and I never really lived with anybody. But for sure, like I would keep score with like um, money. Like I, I also dated somebody who stole a lot of money from me, but I was noticing like I was literally paying for everything. And I don't just mean like the occasional coffee, like I paid for everything. Like it was he ended up stealing from me. This is going, this is the wrong way, but it was, it was a bad relationship and I was starting to keep score and I noticed those negative things. And when I was in a previous relationship, I noticed and kept score of the negative things because it wasn't a healthy relationship. When I notice, and I, I, that I, I was paying for everything. What, what, what did you notice? No, I noticed. No, and you have to attest. I was really good at being like, yeah, for the you first month and a half. Are you kidding right now? Swoo me. Are you joking? Let's let's. I'll t- I got this bill. Okay, I have perfect. Never, no problem. I have was never like that. You were also the king of like. You know what? I'm gonna pick up this tab for the entire group of people, and then you'll look at your visa the next day, and you'd be like, "Fuck." That's a bad idea. Do? I'm a pleaser. Okay, but I notice when we like with our relationship. Yes. If we're going through like a season of maybe we're like not communicating great or we're both very busy and I feel that distance, I notice I do compare and keep score more. Read this myth again because what I heard and what you're saying is kind of the same but not the same. No, it's not. Marriage should be fair. Couples who engage is that in the, is that what yes, the myth is? Marriage myth. should be yes, fair. Yes, but I just wanted to read a quote from the I don't think marriage paragraph. should be fair. No, I think that there are days when we've talked about this before, there are days, weeks, months where one partner picks up the slack or is the rock or whatever. Yeah, like this weekend. And that goes back and (laughs) That was me. Fuck. That goes back and forth depending on your like journey or your season of where you are in your life, whether that's your job or your friend circle or whatever, but it switches back and forth and a healthy relationship will allow your partner or you to notice when the other person needs that extra help and you do it and you mm. don't resent the other person for it. I think that's super important. I do think that we're really good at that. Right. Mostly I heard something- it's me just like holding everything together <coughs> all the time. And then occasionally you'll be like, hey, here's some alcohol. Oh, could I get a blowjob or something? <laughs> You want to move on to the next one? I love how you think you keep this whole thing together. Okay. But no, well, well, no, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm I was not, joking. Okay, good. I'm not ready okay. to, to end oh, this okay. because I heard something one time, long time ago, actually. And I have thought this is probably the simplest way of looking at it. And yet it's so true. You know, the whole saying is like uh, a marriage is 50-50. A relationship is 50-50. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true at all. A relationship is a hundred and a hundred. 
Oh yeah, we have discussed this. I remember. It's a hundred and a hundred. Mm-hmm. If I gave fifty percent to you, mm-hmm. is that good enough? No. If you give fifty percent to me, is that good enough? No. But it's a hundred percent. Fifty fifty, hundred percent. Why give fifty percent when you can give a hundred percent of you? I like that. It's when you give fifty percent that's when you start keeping score. Yeah, I like that. That's a good little. It's a good little wrap. A wraparoon. Maybe not 100%. Like, like you, a you give wrap? your most. Like you, because you can never give 100% like to somebody. Okay. I didn't say 100% I know. to I'm, we're the getting, person. It's like semantics now. It's not semantics. Mm. I'm in 100%. It's not a 50%. I'm in. This is my marriage. I'm 100% in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, now on to the next one. Myth. Your partner isn't a mind reader and you should always tell them exactly what you want. And then it just goes on to say, make no mistake, open communication is an essential tool for a happy relationship. But the um, but they're saying that successful couples are better at being available and responding to each other's subtle needs for attention, support, empathy, or interest, even by simply turning away from the TV to respond to a spouse's comments. And this is huge, right? Like the attention and like the... Um, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What are you... <laughs> Okay, okay. That's a dad joke. I got it. But But listen, it said studies found a correlation between dissatisfied marriages and the husband's deficient ability to interpret his wife's nonverbal cues, which is huge. Because I don't think it's like who read who wrote this study. Is this a is this a female study? No, it's his name is John. Oh, that sounds like a man. But it. it, like basically they're saying like a lot of it is nonverbal, right? So if you're sitting on the, if you're, it literally just happened we, before we were about to talk, like we we're having a pot, we were having a conversation about what we were going to talk about. And I was like, Hey, what are your thoughts on this? And you were, you started off our conversation looking at me and listening, but you were also in the middle of another text conversation with somebody. And in the middle of me talking, you looked down at your phone and started responding. And I was like, I felt upset and annoyed and you wouldn't have known that because I'm just staring at you burning like a something through your soul with my eyes, but it's the nonverbal cues, right? Like those are huge. I get it. I totally get it. But I also know like, you know, this goes back to the conversation we were having, having with Abby. She yep. was talking about how, and I don't even remember what the mathematical numbers were, but like it's astronomically different that communication is more vibrational energy than it is verbal. Absolutely. And in saying that, I think that as you start to get to know your partner and, you know, it doesn't even just matter partner, your friends, like your mm-hmm. best friend, you know, your best friend's feeling down yeah. without her saying anything. You know, your husband's feeling down without him saying anything. You know that they're stressed out without saying anything. You, there's absolutely a connection that's made when you are connected to somebody. And you should, and you should know certain things about your partner. You really should. There's are, there, there definitely are things that you should know about your partner. I should know when you're pissed off and mm-hmm. you're burning a hole through my chest, which is why I put my phone down and said, yeah. yes, ma'am, what can I do for you? <laughs> but what I'm saying is this. I think, I truly believe that there are only three reasons why people truly get mad at okay. somebody else. Okay. Something happened. <laughs> right? I'm not Wait a second. <laughs> No, I'm not like, okay, listen, number one, the world. Yeah. The universe came. No. Existence. Something happened (laughs) that you didn't expect. Okay. Okay. Sure. You weren't prepared for. Yeah. So now I'm not, I lost my train of thought. There's three reasons. (laughs) There's only one. There's only one reason. Something happened. You know? (laughs) 
you know, things are going well, then something, and then happened, something happened, and that's why people get upset. Divorced. You get upset because you wanted something and didn't get it. Right. You expected something and didn't get it. Something happened and you didn't verbalize it. Okay. And you're left with it. Those are the only three reasons people really truly get upset. And so okay. what I'm what I'm getting at is this. You you wanted something. If you didn't tell me you wanted it, I wouldn't know. Right. You expected something. If I didn't know you expected it, I didn't know. Because I didn't tell you. If you if something happened and you didn't <laughs> verbalize it to me, I wouldn't know. Right. So it's all three of those are you or me <laughs> or whoever. Yeah. Right? That's why you get upset. It's all, yes, all of those things need to be cued. And yes, all of those things need to be whatever, like the, you know, the vibrational energy, but you got to talk. Yes. But this is my whole thing. So like, say somebody, say there's a trigger for one of the partners in the relationship and you guys have a fight and this person communicates, Hey, listen, like this really bothered me. Obviously it was a big trigger, blah, blah, blah. So from then, like you're having a discussion, please don't do this. This is like, was really hard for me. From then on, if their partner does this again, do you feel like that is, it's no longer on me? Like I had communicated with you. Is this something that I have to communicate with you multiple times? Like that would be infuriating if it was like such a huge thing. Yes, if it's like a small thing and like you need the reminder, but you should know your partner well enough that like if there's that one thing that really pisses them off, that that's something that I shouldn't have to communicate with you. And what I'm saying is in in this situation, if that is the case, then what I would suggest is that the two of you create an agreement around what happens the next time that that occurs. Don't do this again. If this occurs again, here's, here's what I expect. Yeah. And do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, then the next time it happens, if the partner doesn't do what it was agreed upon, now there's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Fact. Because my expectations were out there and your we expectations had a were vocal. out there and there was an agreement around it. But here's what I this is a topic that I think is really crucial. And it's often overstepped and most people don't talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it. When it comes to like these conditions of satisfaction that we speak of and specifically uh, around what it is that you like, you know what most couples don't talk about? Mm. What they do and do not like in the bedroom. Yes, I think that you are correct. I think that it can be an awkward conversation because I think a lot of people tread on like not fantasy, but you're, you're wanting your partner to know, and it almost takes out the pleasure of it to having to tell them like, this is what I like. And I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't have those conversations. It's super important because how is your partner ever going to know what you do and don't like if you don't talk about them? I think that there just has to be like a not so mechanical way of discussing it. Like maybe we've talked about this too. Like when we talked with, um, uh, Leslie, Gustafsson, right? Gustafsson. Gustafsson. Um, how she has date nights, but like no sex for the first one. So you're literally, you're in, you're, you're sensual for the hour and maybe you're doing, um, and you're talking about things and there's like sensuality involved, but there's no intercourse. But during that hour of your date night of sensuality, maybe you're discussing like, so it's, it's not just like, Hey, Ryan, could you do that? Like, that would be like, not great for me. Well, I Cause think, then when uh, you did it, I would just be like. This is weird. Yeah, well, He's here's doing the thing. it because I just asked. Do you know what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying because you're thinking it from a robotic standpoint, and I'm not suggesting that in the middle of, of fornication you say, "No, oh, I'm not." That's I not would what I'm really saying. Really like it if you would go on a 45 that's degree. That's not angle. what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this: I think it's it's extremely crucial 
And I would even bet, I would even be willing to bet that there are marriages that are, that have been lost in the bedroom Mm -hmm. because this conversation doesn't happen. I totally agree. You know, when you start to understand your, your partner's body and, you know, it becomes somewhat mechanical. I know, okay, now it's time to flip you on this angle and all that stuff. Like, but at the same token, those things work, Yeah. but it doesn't mean that that's joyful. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want something different. Maybe you want to spice it up. And I think it's extremely important for couples to be able to, to have this conversation openly in such a way that the other person knows there's no judgment. I'm not suggesting that our sex isn't good. I'm suggesting, I think this would make it better. And I think for, for couples to really open up with the intention of making it as as good as it could be, as opposed to making themselves wrong mm-hmm. and having this morality around it, like, oh, I'm not good enough in bed. I don't last long enough. I'm not big enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not like all of those enough, 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 enough. I think that is the underlining reason why people don't have this conversation because mm-hmm. they don't want to offend their partner. They don't want to make them wrong because it's like, it's like when people seek therapy, you, you, people have this myth of we're thinking we're seeking therapy because something is wrong. That's not the case. You should seek therapy when things are great to continue that momentum, just like these conversations about the bedroom. But I think they have to be predicated with that conversation of effective communication, which starts way before the bedroom. Right. Like it can't you you can't expect to have a conversation with your spouse and it be received like what you're saying. If you don't have that communication in all aspects. Yeah. You have to have that baseline that the conversation is not from a make wrong, Mm -hmm. but it's from a like, let's make great. Yeah. And I think and I'll tell you flat out, Brittany, if there was a move that I did in the bedroom that you didn't like, Mm -hmm. I would want to know about it. And I would tell you because I'm a firm believer that if someone doesn't tell me they don't like something, then it works. I'm going to keep doing it. Okay. That was good. I liked yeah, that. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay, this next one is Myth busted. Couples who have myth. Couples who have screaming fights are headed for divorce. Hmm. And here's this little blurb. Um volatiles. Wait, is it a blurb or blurb? Blurb. Like bittersweet symphony? Shh, the verb. Blurb. Volatiles, in quotations, have been flagged by the Gottmans as one of three types of happy, stable relationships. The Gottmans, I think, are part of this article. I know who the Gottmans are. Okay. Holly, Holly's a big god. The other fan. two, if you're curious, are validators and conflict avoiders. Okay. So it says the average happy, stable couple has a minimum, um, a five to one positive to negative ratio during conflict, meaning they have five times more positive feelings than negative ones, even while fighting. So if you're, if while you're fighting, if you have a consumption of mostly negative thoughts that can kind of lead to like a danger zone. Um, but it said the difference is that happy couples are able to offset arguments with laughter and fun. Um, and then it says conflict avoiders have a very peaceful existence. So these people who don't like to like, kind of just like let things go and, and it's peaceful, but on the other hand, they can wind up leading parallel lives in which they're very distant from another. On the other hand, the passionate couple who or argue a lot run the risk of devolving into constant bickering. So you have to kind of find this happy medium. What are your thoughts on all of this? Well, going back to the original question, I don't, I don't know because I think there's a degree of passion mm-hmm. that comes with people who fight. Yes. And I would say that the people who fight, and I don't mean like, belittling each other but Mm -hmm. you know some screaming matches here and there now this is not us Mm -hmm. just so you know i guess you already know that um but i feel like we know couples who are passionately 
they argue passionately, but they're also passionate for each other. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of thought like, is that healthy? Is it not healthy? I don't know the answer to that. I dated someone. And so who, did I. I dated someone. We had a massive arguments, mm-hmm. screaming arguments at each other. So unhealthy. But we cared deeply about each other. Mm-hmm. We were passionate with each other. And it didn't work out. <laughs> That same as mine. But one of my exes, we passionately had like we argued way more than we didn't, but we were passionate about each other and the relationship. But again, we're we're also not together. But it's almost like when does it become toxic? I think that's the whole thing, right? Like when does your passion kind of bleed into toxicity of like a constant need to argue? Like I think it's healthy to have an argument with your spouse and you have strict emotions. Like I have friends who have a partner who isn't as passionate of an arguer. So like the one partner is very docile and it actually drives the other person mad to think of like when they're trying to argue. And it's like, I just want, you want them to snap sometimes because you're not, your emotion isn't being met on that same level. So it can almost feel like demeaning. And I've also been in a relationship like that. And it's infuriating because I'm like, where, where is your passion? And you also don't have to agree with me. Mm. You know, like I hate the, let's just get along. Like, no, if this is something that you don't agree with, let's talk about it. I will say that you Brittany, have mm. changed the way that I argue because you're very sensitive. <laughs> and I mean that. Like, Whoa, no, you, are, you are. You're not doing well in this podcast. No, you are. You're, you can't call people that anymore. You are sensitive. Especially with women. You are sensitive. I'm you, not. Yes, you are. You are passionate. I am passionate. Here's the problem that I have, which a lot of calm people have, is they have a trigger mm. and they have a line And once you cross that line or once they cross that line, they lose themselves Mm -hmm. in the conversation. And I'm, I'm just a big fan of when it comes out of my mouth, I know it's never going to leave. Like it, it, and my mom used to always tell me when I was a kid, she said, you know, Ryan, when you throw a pebble at a girl, by the time it reaches her, it's a boulder. Mm. So just be very careful with what you say to women because A, they never forget it and B, it hurts. Mm -hmm. And so I've grown up in that space. So I just, coming back from my previous relationship where it was, I would say toxic because of the amount that we yelled at each other. I said things I should never have said to that person. Mm -hmm. Because I was, I wanted to win so badly that I was willing to crush. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think about going back on a football field mm-hmm. and what am I going to do to my competitor? Anything and everything to beat them down. Mm. And I think when you get into an argument where you're so tied to the passion of it and the emotion of it, you forget, you forget the feelings that are being held on the other side. I think it's terrible. I don't think it's good. No. Me personally, I don't think it's healthy. I'm also not sensitive. I just reach a point You cry. That doesn't mean I'm sensitive. I wasn't used to someone crying. Okay, and that's fair, but that doesn't mean I'm sensitive. I cry when I am so angry that I can't express my emotions. And we've talked about this because you argue factually. Right. And I usually, and I usually meet it with emotion and it's infuriating for someone. And we've discussed this multiple times on the podcast to be met with emotion with facts. Right. And when, when I can't seem to verbalize my emotion as well as you can verbalize the facts and your emotions, I get to a point that I'm so angry that I cry. Like, and it's not because I'm sad. It's because I'm furious, but I don't know how else to like release, like release my emotions. And that's why I need space before we can 
like talk about it again, right? Like I need to be able to like collect my thoughts, come back and meet you halfway. And like, and we've, we've done, and but I that doesn't mean it. I'm sensitive. I get it, you need to check your tone, young man. Here, here's my thing. I love you. And when I see anybody that I love hurt, and usually the easiest way to tell if someone's hurt is when they're crying. Mm-hmm. I, I, I stop, I mm-hmm. freeze, I stop. I'm like, how could I possibly have said something so mean, rude, disrespectful that would make the person I love the most in the world mm-hmm. cry. But I think that and you also reach like we reach a point too where like sometimes, and I'm not saying this happens every time, but sometimes when no, we start talking, comes. when we start talking, it's like because you are so factual and there is no emotion there, sometimes you like swear and you get like not nice that I'm just like fuck this like what what is what is wrong with me saying you know what go fuck yourself (laughs) i don't like you've never said that to me first of all that was a joke but you could be like it's just like the tone of you saying things like i I can't handle it right like i'm not i don't try and uh, like let me be very clear you don't belittle me but i do and i've been better at this but i do go into this like shell when I feel like you hit this tone because it triggers me back into like a really fucked up relationship that I had. I'm not him. No, you are not him. And I, oh, hey, you have to give me some credit here. I have been I have better. Shit. I have been way better at like realizing that. But you also need to like acknowledge and understand that sometimes you hit a level where if you have a migraine or whatever, that you are actually not you. And it's hard for me sometimes to look past that. When I'm not me, I am not me. Therefore, I, yeah, I don't, I got no, nothing. No, it's Listen, true. Listen, I hear you. I hear you. I'm a human being. You're a human being. We reached a certain level. I communicate in a way that if I want, if, if we're arguing, if we're arguing and it gets heated and I mean, heat, like what is heated really? Mm-hmm. If it gets heated, I'm not going to lose the argument. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, and it's not just you, it's anybody. I talk I feel like I almost talked down to you mm-hmm. in not in a belittling way, but I guess it would be a belittling way because it makes you cry and, and it makes me stop. <laughs> because you just keep hitting me with facts and emotion, like, and no emotion where I'm sitting here, like I, I'm like blubbering and I can't get my emotions out because I'm like frustrated and I'm crying. And then you just keep going and going. And I'm like, th- like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, however, I think that as a couple, we have learned each other's triggers, right? Like, you know, when I get to that stage now and something that we've had to work through. And I also know that if you're having a really bad migraine day, we will, I I will like not take your, you know, shortness or whatever to heart. Um, But it's something you, it's again, comes back to communication. Right. I think though, what we should do. What should we do? I feel should like we, we should we should do a part two because well, part there two. are like there's five more and, and it's already at 31 minutes and we can just because this was a really good conversation. It is. It's a and healthy conversation. It is. And I think that I would like to do another part two that you know what people, we should do to wrap this up. What we should go back to the conversation we were having earlier about blowjobs. Blowjobs. I knew you were going to say that. You know, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't receive uh, acts of words <laughs> let me ask you this let me ask you this Brittany. if you know your partner's love language and let me you ignore you it does do it you mean think you don't that, love them do you think this conversation is positive do you me? 
Do you think that this was going? Do you think this conversation? Not really. Do you think this conversation is going to lead to a blowjob or go the opposite way? I don't know anymore, Brittany. <laughs> I'm I telling you, anymore. it's not the former. I don't know anymore because when I do acts of service, it doesn't lead to blowjobs. So <laughs> For I'm my as- birthday. Is this a joke? I don't want to. I, I can't just, wait to you know put what? the poll you know out there. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be the other guy. I'm not going to pay for anything anymore. Slaughtered. You're just going to do whatever you can to satisfy my needs. Thanks for chatting. Peace out, A-Town. Boop, 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 boop. Hasta No blowjob. Yes. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.